Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. Sue, late in his career, is going to have his first Super Bowl title. Now, no wonder they want to call the Tampa Bay. Or Tampa Brady. One more snap, would you have guessed when this impossible season was trying to launch that you'd get it all in you'd get to tampa and when the super bowl ended the ball would be in the hands of tom brady i don't know why we ever think it won't the tampa bay buccaneers have a second super bowl title in franchise history and tom brady doesn't pass the torch quite yet to mahomes does he even though you're looking at the greatest right there. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. I noticed last minute that uh, my camera setup is still uh, set up for Girl Scout virtual meeting. Oh, all right. Not not for me. I don't know if I need to point that out or not. <laughs> um, but hey, welcome to the Joe Mays and J-Raff show, episode 349. Here we are talking Super Bowl 56, our preview, just as we drew it up in, well, for us, what, July. Rams, Bengals. That's what we said, right? I was half right. I was half right. Yeah, we, we were on the Rams. We, we were high on the Rams this year, so we weren't far off on them. Rams, Bucks were kind of our if, two big NFC teams. If you were on the Bengals, yeah. hey, power to you. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, excellent job if you yeah. pick the Bengals. My, my son is very excited as uh, he's liked the Bengals, I say for a while. It's all relative because um, he's not that old, but um, it – it, he's really excited about it, so that's kind of cool. And I don't know if it's the the Eagles fan in me that's just like, be prepared to get your heart ripped out, kid. Like, <laughs> that's how this works. Right. right. So. so we're going to preview the game. Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Hadn't happened in fi- first 54 games. No home team ever played in the Super Bowl. And now we got back-to-back years with the team – with a team playing that is in their home stadium. It's a little unique this year because it's the home stadium for two NFL teams. But there was a great article, surprise, surprise, in The Athletic, writing up about how some of these things go on. I guess each team, the in this case the Rams and Bengals, submit their like game day things that always happen for them. Um could be like specific, like team roster coach related. Could be like grander, like this is what we like to do. This is the content we like to create. They all submit that to the NFL and they try to accommodate as much as possible for both of them. The nice thing about it was that because the the home team gets the home locker room, so the Bengals should technically have the home locker room 
And they do because the home locker room was de- designated as the Chargers locker oh, okay. room. Okay. So if the Chargers made it this year, they would have been in there because the AFC was going to get that. So they didn't. That, I bring that up because do the Rams have to go and use the visitors' locker room? And really who weird. is the visitors' locker really room? Weird. And we talked about this on the show, I think, last week. Of are there four locker rooms there? Like, we, I, I and I still be, don't know. Right, I, I would be know. surprised if there aren't four there, or at least three. You would think. Yeah. Um, but, um, or, and honestly, it probably has big areas that can be used as locker rooms and they can bring in like lockers that would look like they're permanent, yeah. but aren't. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, they, they can do whatever they want if they have the space because right. it's a, a new stadium and it's the Super Bowl. So fear not the Rams will be in their own locker room. A few things that they do not get the perks of is at least the coaching staff wise does not get their reserved parking spaces. Sean McVay yeah. cannot roll up to his head coach parking space uh, like he normally would because game day is different. Just because it's at SoFi, it doesn't right. necessarily, it's not a Rams home game. It's technically right. an NFL home game and the Bengals are the home team, um, which we got a cool uniform matchup. But yeah. why, what were you going to say? I just, um, it just reminded me during the NFC Championship game, they were posting the the prices of parking anywhere within like a mile and a half of the stadium was hundreds of dollars. Yes, it was. And that was for the NFC championship game. I can only imagine it's going to be similar. And before people like lose their minds over that, I remember when it was in uh, New Jersey, <laughs> it was a similar instance. And there, there's nothing around the stadium. Like at least he, like at least here, like it's in the city. So like, y- you know, it. I don't want to say it makes sense because it doesn't make sense that it's that crazy. But like, you understand, like parking's at a premium, right? Whereas, like, there's a casino and nothing else around the Meadowlands. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it was more security purposes for the Meadowlands. Sure. Um, but like, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, the game is next Sunday. Um, well, one week from now, we'll be probably about halftime. I would think yeah. uh, maybe even coming out of halftime, getting ready to come out of halftime, and. You know, we'll be halfway to figuring out who is going to be the uh, Super Bowl champion for the 2021 season. Game's February 13th, 2022. It usually kicks off at like 637 or something something weird like that, something wacky. And I'm looking forward to it. I, I can truthfully say I don't really care which team wins. However, I will be rooting for the Bengals. Yeah. Only yeah, because they've never won the Super Bowl. We've been over... Um, I don't have the image up. I'll have to throw up the other camera. But um, outside of the Dolphins, the Bengals were always one of my teams growing up. You know, eventually you kind of outgrow that and you focus on your one team. But I always at the back of my head, the Bengals. And I mentioned the Kajana Carter thing really kicked that into high gear. Unfortunately, his career didn't pan out there due to injuries. But the Bengals were always a team that I was very interested in. Um, didn't hurt that they also had the orange in their color scheme uh, and matched the flyers in the orange and black. Always thought their helmet was cool. So like all that stuff in the little kid um, uniforms and colors and, you know, their mascot. And then one of your favorite college players goes there. That was the kind of the perfect storm for them to be like my go-to second AFC team. Unfortunately, they've been terrible most of my life uh, until maybe Carson Palmer came, but even then they couldn't get over the hump. 
Um, so I will be pulling for them. I will not be disappointed if the Rams win. There are two Penn State, well, two and a half Penn Staters, if we count Troy Reader, uh, right. who was a, a great, great linebacker for Penn State uh, in his his short time in Happy Valley. He moved back home, went to play with his brother at Delaware, and now he's a starting middle linebacker for the Rams. Uh, but, of course, Nick Scott is the big one that everyone's talking about, but Grant Haley also on the Rams. So they got the Penn State connection for Nick sure. Nick Scott will be the last interception that Tom Brady ever threw. Oh, yeah, that's nice. I hope he kept that one. Yeah. <laughs> Although Tom said he wouldn't be signing any more interception balls after that <laughs> happened in the end of the regular season. I think he uh, he said he wouldn't do that anymore. But, yeah, that's a big one for Nick Scott. I hope he hope he got to keep that. So Justin and I are going to – we're going to talk about the game. We have uh, the prop bets to go over, which are always fun. Um, but first off, I just want to just say the Olympics are going on right now. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I, Kelly and I, have been watching a lot of the Olympics. We just kind of turn it on and, and let it go. We prefer the live stuff because usually by the time the tape stuff comes on, I already know what happened. And right. It takes the fun out of it. Uh, we were watching yesterday one of the taped mixed uh, curling and Kelly's like, oh, we're, we're dropping the ball. We're, I was like, I know what happens. We lose, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but we been watching i watched all three women's hockey games which you know hockey is my and, man, favorite thing and they lit it up uh, yeah the women have been absolutely incredible uh winning their first three games by a combined score of what is it like 20 to 2 or something like, something that. like that um only to be out dueled by uh canada in the, the lead up the, they beat the switzerland 12 to 1 um the u.s only beat them 8 nothing um but uh yeah, let's get into our our weekly rant. We always have to have a weekly rant. We've had this one before. Or why there isn't more of an East Coast bias when it comes to some of this stuff. We talk about yeah. why does Monday night football have to start at 8.30 or whatever right. it is. Sunday night football too. Move that stuff a half an hour earlier. I don't really care what's going on in the West Coast. No one should. No one out there likes sports. <laughs> I don't understand why we care about them, and I'm only bringing this up now because both the women's and men's round-robin USA versus Canada starts at 11.10 p.m. And no, this has nothing to do with the time in Beijing because the three other games the women have played so far have started at 8.10 a.m. Right. Eastern time, my local time. And it was great. I turned it on at the shop the other day, the first game, got to watch that. It was awesome. Yesterday and today, woke up, got out of bed, got the girls fed, sat down and watched live women's ice hockey from Beijing. Awesome. You think they keep that schedule for the biggest game of the year? Because you know who's not watching women's Olympic hockey or men's Olympic hockey? Los Angeles. What part of the United States do you think is watching ice hockey? It's not California, even if they have a whole bunch of team members on that team, a bunch of Olympic players on on that team. You're not getting they're not staying up to watch the game even at 810 in the evening. Why would you put that game? And it has nothing to do with with the location of the games. That is all they tried to maximize the market and they went with the West Coast. Come on. How stupid. So stupid. It makes no sense whatsoever. Where are you playing ice hockey? You're playing in in, in the extreme northern mid-Atlantic, whatever you want to whatever you want to call that up there, you know, Minnesota, which has like five five or six 
female mm-hmm. Olympic hockey players right now on Team USA. And the Northeast. Like, that's where you're getting your hockey audience. And they put 11-10 at night. 11-10. That's the first puck drop. The and start the, of the, the first thing period. Is, it doesn't work for the majority of the Canadian population either. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, it's not like the Canadian population is centric on the West. There's Vancouver. But then there's, that's it. there's nothing until you get to the Eastern time zone. Right. You're, you're, you're <laughs> basically saying what, Toronto, Quebec. Right. Um, no, Cal- all, Cal- how far west is Calgary? Calgary's pretty far yeah, west. Yeah, Calgary's pretty far Calgary west. Calgary and Edmonton are there, but those aren't actually big cities. Like they're like the Green Bay's of of hockey, where they're they're you know population centers because of relative what's around. But you think about it, all of Canada is not the population of the Northeast U.S. Like <laughs> right, it, it also it boggles my mind because and I I don't, I don't know the the Canadian women's hockey schedule. It was similar, not identical time-wise. But why would you go three games start at 8, 10 a.m. Eastern and then bounce one to 11? Why wouldn't you want to keep them on the same schedule? Because 8, 8, 10 a.m. Eastern is 9, 10 p.m. in Beijing. Okay. It's a 13-hour difference. Okay. So if you were making them start late at night for the first three games, why would you then bump them to a mid-afternoon game? Right. I would even understand if it was like a a little earlier in the morning here. And I know that doesn't work, but like in terms of like the timing over there, but like you said, that just shows it doesn't. It has nothing to do with. No, they, I, and what, but that's. Well, here's another thing. Like the ice hockey like venue is a different venue than like the the figure skating skating and and all that stuff. Like it's not like they need to share. Yeah, it is a different ice hockey. I'm trying to yeah. Speed skating and figure skating happen happen at the same building. Yes, but they they might even that they might a be lot of different them have rinks. separate rinks. Right, right. Um, I actually saw the one where we when we were in Utah because I could water polo. The pools are literally outside the building. They're outdoor pools, and that's the building for the Utah ones. Yeah. Well, um, um, and I, then we actually went up to Salt Lake City and saw some of the. The slopes and stuff. Um, my late aunt was there. She oh, yeah. was at the 2002 yeah. Salt Lake Games. I've been wearing. Is, she went to school in Utah. Yeah, right? Utah State. Go Aggies. 20 years ago, she was there for the, the games. Uh, she saw a bunch of random things because, uh, you know, it's tough to get tickets. You just, yeah, you get tickets. Uh, you kind of go for whatever. Yeah. I forget what it was. My dad or my uncle might know if they're watching. If you remember what Aunt Deet saw when she was there. 20 years ago, she brought back for all of her nieces and nephews. We all got um, – so the, the gear was created not by Ralph Lauren then but by Roots was oh, the yeah, name yeah. of the company. And we each got the beret that the oh, – nice. that the, uh, um, athletes wore the USA beret. You probably uh, lost your mind. Oh yeah, <laughs> like couldn't believe it. And I got a sweatshirt which I've already worn during this uh, this ceremony. That's um, cool. We have a 2002 Salt Lake City Olympic Games Christmas ornament that is made from salt from the Great Salt Lake. <laughs> Uh, that one is is falling apart because it's you know an organic ornament. Uh, it's still in its case, so we won't ever get rid of it. But it is a, uh, it's showing its wear over time. But yeah, she had a great time, and uh, that is something I would love to do is get to the Olympics. I, oh, yeah. I don't know if LA twenty twenty eight is going to be in say, the cards. I was going to say to bring this full circle, we could go to the West Coast <laughs> to go to the Olympics. <laughs> <sighs> Just kill me now. On the episode, I don't know, 
649 <laughs> Joey <laughs> and Justin live from LA. Hey, if someone wants to do that, I am I am all for it. Uh I I I don't hate the West Coast as in I, no, I just no, no. The, I, I when it comes to television times that we bend over backwards for them. Why? Why? It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Something that starts at 8 o'clock out here starts at 5 o'clock. If you're stuck in traffic, that's a you problem. I know they'll probably be like, if you have to go to bed at 11 o'clock at night, that's a you problem too. <laughs> Touche. This isn't about you. It's this about is, me. Right. Come on. Get with it. So I'm just frustrated because I'm clearly – I'm not going to stay up to watch USA Canada. I have to get up to work. I can't stay up until – Two uh, in the morning. Maybe I'll stay up and I'll text you when it says Joey has his <laughs> do not si- silent silence noti- on. notification. I'll just be like notify anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just call back twice. So right, you know right. it's gonna go through. Um, which my dad has done before. Like, uh, I'm gonna text you emergency, <laughs> <laughs> urgent. Yeah. What? Well, Actually, it's funny because when we do text each other, that it's usually not urgent at all. No, yeah, we do it as a joke, <laughs> but not all uh, the time. We we save it for it has special non special jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, but I, I'm not gonna get to watch live. And I, if I record them and try to watch them or watch the replay, I'll know what happens. Like you can't go anywhere with knowing the results. Like that's just not gonna happen. Sure you can. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, with that. Yeah. So the the men's have not started their hockey tournament. So no, you haven't missed any of that. Um, Canada is clearly the favorite. Yeah. I feel in both, although they got bronze in. Um, 2018, the men. Yeah, uh, which and the is women, all the more. The women reason, lost to the United States. Which is all the more uh, reason why it's they're going to get gold. Get yeah, because that's not acceptable. I'm excited for for the, the men's tournament. Um, you know they have an opportunity to make some noise. They're very young. There are some yeah. talented young American players on the men's team. Uh, but the women's team, you know, it is it is gold or bust. Uh, if if it's not U.S. Canada in the final, I would be shocked with the right. way the two teams are playing. And if it's half as good as it was four years ago, um, well, we're in for a treat. So I hope people have been watching it because um, it's very good. And the U.S. is already shorthanded because one of their best players, Brianna Decker, uh, hurt, in the, first hurt in, in the first 10 minutes. I remember yeah. I was at, watching that game while I was working. Uh, I was out in my room doing my um, – sandwich order boxing and my dad yelled out uh, one of the americans got hurt and i went out and saw the replay i was like that's not good at first we thought she had been knocked unconscious the way she laid on the ground but here she was in so much pain from her leg injury i think she broke her leg um i don't know that for sure it's just been called right, a right, body right. injury and she's been cast in true hockey fashion uh, true yeah <laughs> Um, just body injury, um, but she's sticking around and cheering them on. So they've looked really good to date. So hopefully they can keep it up. Um, but let's get back to football here and talk Bengals Rams. Um, it's so funny. We talked right at the beginning about how you said, Hey, if anyone had Bengals, kudos to you. I think starting with week, like 16, 17, when they clinched the division, freezing cold takes posted that person, uh, it's a picture of Joe Burrow in a in a gator in a cart, and the caption from someone I don't remember who it is is driving to last place in the AFC North. This was posted over the summer before the season started, and freezing cold takes takes people's tweets or, and Facebook posts or whatever, and just publishes them after something happens that makes them look foolish. And the Bengals won the North. They posted this. The Bengals. Um, beat the Raiders. They posted the Bengals 
beat the Titans. They posted the Bengals beat the Chiefs. They posted because it's hilarious, and that's how every year there's a team like that. And the Bengals are the team this year. Just well, uh, and it's interesting because when during the draft, I know we talked about how. Man, they're they're not going with the linemen. They're Do going they, with Jamar yeah, Chase. Like, Panay are they going to be able to keep him? Are they going to be able to keep him healthy? However, <laughs> no, uh, healthy enough. Yes, yes. healthy they, upright. No. no, upright. No, but um, did they maybe make the right decision anyway? Yes, yes. Like, but now now they know what do we have to do to get even better. Right. We need to fix the offensive line. We need to right. add a few more defensive playmakers. Right. Um. And I'm just going to come out and say it. On paper, the Rams should be favored to win this game, I think, by a lot. Yeah, I think they should be, too. Um, they it's not should, a great matchup. for it's, it's actually a terrible matchup for the Bengals. It's – but on, – On paper. On paper. Um, well, do we want to just go into our predictions now? Yeah, we, 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 okay. We can the Rams are the better offensive team statistically. The Rams are the better defensive team statistically. The Rams are the better special teams – Team statistically, the Rams are not the designated home team, but they are playing at home. The Rams have a more seasoned coaching staff, although Sean McVay doesn't have that many more years on Zach Taylor. The Rams have, by the a way, veteran I, star quarterback. Who was it? Oh, I saw Sean McVay won Georgia uh, High School Player of the Year. Yes, the year. Yeah, uh, over Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that is absolutely crazy. Um, Oh, did you see that Coach Palco from Mount Lebanon was yes. named the high school coach of the year? Yes. The yeah. Don Shula High School Congrats Coach of the Year. Him. Yeah, Pennsylvania him. coach winning that Mount Lebanon, uh Whoopi Old District Seven, uh Big School Six A. Right? Mount Lebanon taking down Saint uh Saint Joseph's Prep from uh, the uh greater Philadelphia, Maryland, New Jersey, Delaware area. <laughs> and uh yeah, good for them. Good for him. That's that's cool. And um um, Mike Melnick was the coach out at Mount Lebanon for a number yeah. of years after yeah. being at Manheim Township, and he has a local Wilson, Reading area, yeah. Berks County connection as well. Uh, so, congratulations to Coach Palco from Mount Lebanon. But everything says that this is the Rams game to lose. There's plenty of superstars there that were there three years ago when they lost in pathetic fashion to the Patriots. They're back again. They want want to do better. Everyone, I think, expects them to win, which is why I'm picking the Bengals. Right, and for all those reasons, I am not picking, just because I want them to win. I'm, I, I th- I'm picking the Rams. I just think, I think in in this game, and I know like it's kind of gone counter to that in the Bengals games, but I just look. I feel like it's a really bad matchup, and unlike the Titans, where the Titans were able to get a ton of pressure on, but the Titans are not good in their secondary. The Rams, I know the Rams have been banged up in their secondary, but they're pretty good. And while I don't like, I'm not a particularly huge Jalen Ramsey fan, like, yeah. I, you, you want a guy like Jalen Ramsey in terms of talent on your team. You know, like, it, you, you need a guy like that. And I'm not saying they can just, oh, they're going to go one on one Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase. Like, that's not going to work. But, like, you need a guy like that to help you cover Jalen Ramsey or to help you cover Jamar Chase. And, I think like I think the Rams are going to be able to get pressure bringing four and tremendous pressure bringing four. Um, yeah, I just no. That's I, my biggest concern. I, as well. I don't think the Bengals are bad. I don't think that they're like 
you know, so horribly outmatched here that like they don't have a shot. Like I don't I just think everything I see, like when I look at it, makes me think the Rams are better. I should just don't overthink it. I just think the Rams are gonna win. And I'd be okay with that. Like I want the Bengals to win. I, I'm I'm gonna be rooting for the Bengals. I'd be okay for the Rams. You mentioned a couple Penn Staters on that team. I'd be happy for I'd be really happy for Matthew Stafford. Like really happy for Matthew Stafford. Um I had forgotten the stuff about like how his wife, like they weren't sur- sure she was gonna survive. Um and like all that stuff. Like I forgot all of those things. Just I don't know. I he's one of those guys that to me it speaks when you see all the guys that are haven't been teammates with him for years. I'm not talking the guys just from Detroit last year. I'm talking like Darius Slay and like right. all those guys that have played with him. They're, they're all when they're for all him. tweeting out like how happy they are for him, that tells me something. You know, like that tells me what what other players think of them. And when when you watch that stuff, it, like they usually don't come out unless you got guys like Jalen Rams or someone. They usually don't come out and like run their mouth against guys. But the the silence can speak volumes in some of those things. That's not what's happening here. All these former Detroit guys are so happy for Matthew Stafford, and that tells me a lot um, of what they think of him. And so I'd be very happy for him. Even though I want the Bengals to win, I'd be happy if I'd be happy for Stafford if if they won. Yeah, I can go into this and honestly. I know there's a lot of people that would prefer one of the teams they hate be in the Super Bowl so that they have such a vested interest. A lot of people will go into this and be like, eh, I don't really care who wins. And that's kind of where I'm at. But I want to. I just want to see a good football game. And yeah. I said that to you. We've had such great games. Right, we've we had have. Such great I mean, games. we went through a good decade or so where the games were awful. Yeah. The games were really bad. And then I remember the one that broke the mold was Rams-Titans. Yeah. What was it? Was a good. I was rooting for the Rams in that one. I was rooting for the Titans in that one. Uh, I had just met Steve McNair, I think. Oh, okay. No, I met Steve McNair a couple years later. Um, then he tragically passed away yeah. on my wedding day. Right. Right. <laughs> I remember that getting on the the bus in <laughs> State College, or not the bus, the uh, right, the, the trolley, trolley, and like you or Adam or someone was like, Steve McNair died, and I was <laughs> like, Wow, that's a downer. <laughs> um. But he he was a fun one. I I met him at um ESPN Club in the Disney World on the boardwalk. Uh, got his autograph, some pictures. That's awesome. It was cool. Uh, he was a cool guy. Uh, I was rooting for them um, in in the nineteen ninety no well the two thousand Super Bowl after the ninety nine season. I believe that's when that was, or was it a year later? I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to. No, I think that was it. I think that was the ninety nine. I think that was the greatest show on turf. With yeah, because it wasn't the two thousand one Super Bowl. Yeah. Because two thousand one Super Bowl was the one you were at. Yes, it right. was. Yeah, Giants Ravens. Which just uh, celebrated its twenty first anniversary, uh, January twenty eighth. Um, but yeah, so I pulled up the camera with my little nineteen uh, nineties Bengals um, outfit that I had up last week. I think uh, if they as, win, you should put it back on. <laughs> trust me, it does not fit. I wonder if I could get Haley to wear it. By the way, or Logan, I should get Logan to wear it. Stop by the shop this week, but when uh, we were at my mom's and. Uh, she had called in the order, and she, your dad took the order, and oh. she, he was telling her how disappointed he is. I'm not going to be losing eating the, 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 the mustard and mayo right. sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> did she oh know anything gosh. about no, that? No, like I don't think she did because I think it was one of those we talked about that around one of the time. Maybe the Ravens had a heartbreaking loss, and she was uh, she's she's just not, just in the like, mood I'm not watching. Listen, right? 
Uh, that's, my dad always says he turns on the show so that he has something to fall asleep to. So, um, the the pr- prop bets we're going to talk about here now are from Football Outsiders. Uh, they do it every year. I don't know if we use theirs every year, but we're going to use them this year. Um, the the first ones up are easy ones. They're uh, against the spread, the game odds. So apparently, uh, whatever site they're using, and I, I tried to find it in the article to see where these were coming from. I did not find it, so apologize to apologies to whatever. Uh, betting site they're using to pull these odds from but currently when this article was published they had the Bengals plus four rams minus four it started out at three and a half which you nailed specific last week on this show you were like i'm guessing it's gonna be rams minus three and a half and that's exactly what it was um that's what happens when we have paul roberts on enough that's right there's the Happen. You um, become Zach Galifianakis with the uh, the math <laughs> yeah. all over. Like you, you figured it out, huh? Uh, I'll wear but... my wolf shirt next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in this case, I take the Bengals. I'll take the points because I think the Bengals are going to win straight up. So if you're going to give me four points on top of that, I'm going to take that um, with imaginary money because I would never ever do any betting like this because <laughs> it it boggles my mind. And if you read the Football Outsiders article, they basically tell you. Like while you're all suckers for betting the, <laughs> yes. some of these lines where yes. they're at right now, um, the money line I don't. Bengals plus one sixty five, Rams minus one ninety five. I wouldn't want any of that action either. Mm. Um, over under is an interesting one. Um, the over is forty eight and a half, uh, so it's over under forty eight and a half. Um, and I would go maybe surprisingly under. Uh, I just yeah, I agree. I, I think. When you look at it, each team's going to maybe get three to four um, touchdowns max. Like the defenses are good enough, I think you could hold them to that, and that's going to put you right around forty-nine points. I think it's going to be a little bit lower than that. So I'm thinking it's going to be like twenty-four, twenty-one. Uh, I don't yeah, think it's going to hit forty-nine. I think it favors the Bengals a little bit if it becomes a shootout, like just because you get that wild, crazy, like if they can't be stopped kind of thing. But yeah, I, I just I envision the Rams haven't played a ton of games like that. Um, so I yeah I I think it's going to be a little I'm going to say slower, but just methodical. And so I yeah I I think I'm I would go the under. As well, well, we saw you know three years ago was when the Rams had that crazy offense, and we right. saw them and that play might the be Chiefs like too like much in my. Well, and then you, they did nothing, and they scored right. what three points, right, in the yeah. Super Bowl low against scoring, the Patriots. Yeah, they couldn't do anything. No. So, do we see some of that pop up? Do we see nerves from? I mean, Joe Burrow's been so crazy and seems to be so cool all the time under pressure. Does this moment get get to him or any of the other young guys on the Bengals staff or the coaching staff or whatever? You know, because the Rams, a lot of these guys have been there. The coaching staff, by and large, has been there. Does that matter? Does right. that play into the offensive or defensive game plan? I don't know. We'll see. But I would I would favor the under uh, the, if the spread is at 48.5. MVP, I think this is it's almost always fairly easy and straightforward because you have to think the winning quarterback is going to get the yeah, MVP. So I would put the winning quarterback at the top or Aaron I Donald. would put Aaron Donald yeah. as, as I would put him above Cooper cup because if Cooper cup so would I. does really well, Matthew Stafford's going to get it. Right. 
If, By and large, but yeah. If, if it's a low-scoring game and Aaron Donald, like, just think, like, what if he has four sacks, you know, or, like, well, three and, like, and a forced fumble? Or, he's you know, gotten like something so like much that. hype over the last five, six years right, right. that people think, you know, he should win MVP every year, right, blah, right. blah, 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 that if Aaron Donald has a – or causes a right. game-changing play where he strip-sacks Joe Burrow at the end right, of them driving right. and he's already had a sack or two, I, I do think Aaron Donald could unseat Matthew Stafford if it's a lower-scoring game. If Stafford has, like, five touchdowns, Aaron Donald would have to have a magnificent game to unseat Matthew Stafford. But I agree with you. I'm surprised Cooper Cup is up there that high just because if he's getting the yards and the touchdowns, Stafford is too. Right. And they always favor the quarterback. Right. Um, so so here you go. If you could pick someone from this list, like I'm just I'm, – I'm not saying – like if you could just pick someone from the list to win the MVP. I'm not saying you think they would, but like just because of like thinking – Oh man, what kind of crazy story would that have to be in order for him to win it? Like I'm just thinking like Eric Weddle's down there at plus thirty thousand. Like they picked him up off the street three weeks ago. Like literally he was playing pickup basketball. Two interceptions, one for a touchdown. Right. Like something like that. You know, like just Um, something crazy. Like how like and what I'm saying is like if you just had to pick someone and you're like, oh my gosh, how nuts would the game have to be? In order for this person to win, like, so I'll give you, I'll give you two, one from each team. Okay. Uh, Cam Akers, because he's back from the injury and also has had fumbling issues. If he has a clean game, tried to give it away over a hundred yards and a couple touchdowns, I could see him winning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Then the one for the Bengals is going to be Aaron Donald, but on the other team, Trey Hendrickson. Yeah. If he does the same thing that you know has a sack or two and has a strip sack of Matthew Stafford. Uh, or you know they they intercepts the uh, like deflects a pass intercepts it. I think those would be my two. Cam Akers would be my under the radar pick, even though they have him at like seventh or eighth overall. He's plus four thousand. Trey Hendrickson is plus ten thousand though, um, and he's the first Bron- uh, Broncos Bengals defender I believe on the list. Oh, what Kendall Blanton might is is a Bengals linebacker I think. All right, so See, if, I don't even know. Right, like some right. of these names I'm not even 100. So if we look at with. it, like part of me is like, all right, what would be more appropriate for a Bengals Super Bowl win than for Eli Apple to win the oh, MVP? No. Like I know I don't want it to happen, but like think about it. If the Bengals are going in the Super Bowl, like why not? If things are crazy enough where the Bengals may win the Super Bowl, think about it, like. Wouldn't it make sense that it could also be crazy enough that Eli Apple could win MVP? <laughs> like, I don't want that one to happen, but like, that would be funny. Like, it would just be funny to me because he's terrible and I don't like him, but whatever. It would be interesting if it's Von Miller and not Aaron Donald to yeah. win it for the Rams because would he be the first player ever to win a Super Bowl MVP for two different teams? Because he won it for the Broncos in Super Bowl 50. Possibly. And what about if he, like, how many Super Bowl MVPs have been acquired midseason? Yeah. Like. So that would be an interesting you know one I mean? to keep like, an eye on. The, I don't know if there's any that have been acquired in their first year. On on the flip side, like, what about, and, and this isn't doesn't even deal with MVP, but imagine if, Bur- if, if Cincinnati wins and Burrow wins it. Like, because the stat, I read, no one, I, I believe no one has won. National Championship, Heisman, and Super Bowl. Yeah. He has the chance to do that in a three-year span. 
But also, like, imagine you could add NFL MVP on top of that. Right. Like, because you essentially, well, no, not with Heisman, I guess. The Heisman is what, like, makes that really have to be a quarterback pretty much. But, like, we also have another one. It, for a long time, it hadn't happened. Like, a number one overall quarterback hadn't won a playoff game or a Super Bowl, not a playoff game, but a Super Bowl in a long time. And then we, we got through that, but – um, here you have two former number ones going against each other. It's, yeah. What a game. I mean, it's interesting for sure. I, I It may not be as sexy as uh, the NFL or uh, who's broadcasting NBC. Yeah. Would have wanted it. You know, they wanted they wanted the Bucks. Right. They wanted the but Chiefs. But to be fair, like, to me, like, I feel like. Rams this, isn't too bad. This is better than Titans. Like, I'd rather have no, the you're Bengals absol- there. No, you're absolutely you Joe Burrow, true. like, in, like. You've got this guy who who's becoming a star, like before our eyes, like out of nowhere at LSU. No, there are there are two big name quarterbacks. They're just not right. They're not Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady right. big. They well, Stafford's never going to get there because he he's up there late. enough, but it's not going to get there. Burrow is on his way. Everyone oh, thinks yeah. after right. a year and a half, you know, right. coming off. The, that's the thing. He could win comeback player of the year in three nights. Yeah, you know, four nights, whenever that is. I think it's the tenth. So four nights from now, Joe Burrow could win Comeback Player of the Year, and the three days later, he could be Super Bowl MVP. Right. Uh, it, um, like the trajectory is just insane. Um, but I mean, it's not a, it's not an awful matchup for them. I, I think the Super Bowl could hit uh, 100 million. Uh, I know it's been in the mid to high 90s by and large over the last decade or so. Um, million households watching. Watching if it's a close game, I think it definitely breaks a hundred million. Yeah. So I mean, you saw the the what were the AFC and NFC championships because they were fi- around fifty, right? Something so. like that. Yeah. Uh, each each game was around fifty, so easily the highest rated television shows outside of last year's Super Bowl. Of course, it's not in the calendar year. You know, mm. whatever. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's get into some of the other ones. Coin toss. <laughs> Even minus one hundred five heads tails. Um, It'd I'm be funny if it wasn't. <laughs> I'm normally a tails guy by and large, yeah. which makes me say heads. I'm gonna go heads because I think of the Rams have the horn logo and oh, like horns are on the head, <laughs> and Bengals have tails. Right, so I think the Bengals are gonna call tails, and I think <laughs> it will be. Heads. Conversation just reminds me of the Friends episode. It's like. What, what did he say? Oh, I forget what the two arts clowns and something else. And he's like, "This is this because this has heads." And he's like, "What kind of weird clowns are coming to yes. your yes. are coming to your yes. birthday party?" Because <laughs> Rams, I believe, also have tails. Yes, so, but the logo is not a ram tail. Bengals also have heads as well. But Bengals have stripes on their heads and all over their bodies, <laughs> like. Whereas right. the Ram logo, the horns are only on the head. If you have Rams with horns elsewhere, so something's wrong with that Ram. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, heads or tails? What did you say? I'm going heads. You're going heads as well. So we're both on the heads for, for the coin toss. Um, and the writers from Football Outsiders are both on tails. Um, team to score first. I'm going L.A. I think the Rams do score first. I think it's going to be the Rams. I think it's going to start out similar to maybe – I don't want to say the Kansas City game because I don't Not think the so Rams much. are going up twenty-one to three, but I do think the Rams could get out to a seven or ten nothing lead before Cincinnati settles in. 
and they're a second half team. You know, we yeah. talk about, we laugh all the time. Second half team. Second, yeah. Penn State was like that for yes. a number of years. Second half team. And I think that's what we'll see out of Cincinnati. I don't think the Rams build a huge lead, but I do think they get out to uh, get into the end zone or at least uh, through the uprights. Yeah, first. I'd go Rams too. So what is the first scoring play? Now, do you remember years ago, was it Broncos Seahawks? Bronco Seahawks. It was a they safety. They snapped it over his head, yeah. Um. So field goal or a touchdown. One of the things I hated about that was people were like, oh, see, Peyton Manning can't get it done in the big game. Again, I'm like, snapped it he didn't head. snap it. Like, <laughs> what? <sighs> yeah. Imagine if you had taken any other and put 100 oh down on that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How crazy would you have to be to throw? I mean, but that's why people do it. People do it. And, well, and, yeah, the amount of money people throw away. I thought the, the one time I've been to Las Vegas, I was there on the divisional round playoff weekend. And – like, you know, we all throw in like 10 bucks and do like a four game parlay and, and we're out after the first game. Right. And, but then you have like, you're there just watching the games and having fun just watching the games. And there are people who care a lot because they have a lot right yeah. on this. Like, just I can't, cannot get world. into that. Yeah, different world. So, uh, what do you think will be the first scoring play? Field goal, touchdown, or I something think field else? Goal. I think field goal. I'll go touchdown just to be different. I think the Rams uh, drive down the field on their first possession and get in the end zone, which has them feeling good. Um, but it's not going to be the end for Cincinnati. Will the team that scores first wins the game? I'm going to say no. There we go. I say yes. <laughs> team to score last. I'm going to say Cincinnati is the team that scores last. I agree. I'll, I'll give you that. Will either team score three unanswered times? I'm going to say no. Yeah, I agree. I say no. I uh, hope not. Like, I don't want it to be like. Well, if if that does happen, I want it to be twice. One from each team. Oh, yeah, like, I like want a 21 nothing lead and then a 20. Like, yeah, I want it to be. Because that that is is drama that oh, yeah. that I either want high scoring back and forth or someone races out to a huge lead and yeah, someone comes back. back. I don't want ten three so or thirteen three like or whatever. A Super Bowl from five years ago when the Patriots jumped out or fell behind big and then no. came back. I mean, I would like it if it didn't involve the Patriots. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, margin of victory. If you were picking one of these, so you have LA winning, um, I have Cincinnati yeah. winning. I'm going to go Cincinnati by one to six. I'm going to go LA by seven to 12. Okay. All right. What will be the first offensive play, a run or a pass? Whew. Well, I think the Bengals are going to lose the toss. And I think. So the so the Rams are going to call tails. No, no heads. No, no, the Bengals are away, right? No, the Bengals are the home team. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, I got that mixed up. So uh, yeah, I think the Rams will call heads because there's Rams. There's because <laughs> Rams have heads. Right, Rams have heads. <laughs> We've been there. We've had this discussion. <laughs> and so then, because of that, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna take the ball, and I think. Uh, I think they're gonna run first. I think Cam Akers is going to get a handoff. On the okay. First play. I'm going to say pass. Okay. I think they both want to come out and showcase their quarterbacks. I think the first play will be a pass. The highest scoring quarter. I'm going to say the third quarter is going to be the highest scoring. I'm going to say second quarter. Okay. Second quarter. All right. So who's our first touchdown scorer? So we both are on record saying the Rams score first. 
So we're looking for Rams here. Who do we think it's going to be? I'm going to go maybe a tad unconventional, but I think I'm going to go with Tyler Higby, the Rams tight end. Okay. I'm going to go with Odell. Okay. I hope not, but okay. Uh, I hope he runs the sideline and does a celebration with Jalen Ramsey. (laughs) Like they make an instant commercial and then it plays in the commercial break after the thing. Do we think I'm just going to ignore ignore that. (laughs) Yeah. Do we think that a touchdown is going to be over 42 yards? Any? The longest touchdown or that for uh, the longest touchdown? Any in the game. I agree. I don't, I think that's a long touchdown. And like the, the, I think, believe the writers here on football outsiders are, they're saying all those chase and cup touchdowns from the playoffs in this year. And they all have broken some, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, But most of those weren't 43 yards. Like, you know, you can have a 40 yard touchdown, which is a long touchdown, not hit on this. So yeah. I, I I'm definitely that. going under shortest touchdown of the game, but they're putting it at one and a half yards. I'll, I'll go under. I feel like there's going to be someone at the line, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go opposite and say okay. over, say See, no, one- I'm going to say like, there's so many times where like it gets down there and like the team will stop them for a down or two or like somebody they thought was in the end zone, but they weren't like, I, yeah, I'm going, I'm going under. Which team makes the longest field goal, L.A. or Cincinnati, or neither? I'm going to go Cincinnati. I'm going to go Cincinnati, too. McPherson. Yeah. All right, here we go. Will the first turnover of the game be an interception? I'm actually going to say no. I'm going to say yes. I think it's going to be a fumble, uh, whether it's a strip sack on a quarterback or a a running back or receiver. I'm going to say it's going to be a fumble, so I'm going to say no to that one. Does the game go to overtime? I also believe no. No. I don't think that's going to happen. Will there be a miss PAT conversion? Let's call Paul Roberts. We're talking gambling and kickers missing PATs. I'm going to say no. I, I think that both kickers are very good in that regard. And it's listed here in the article. Matt Gay, the LA Rams kicker, is 48 of 49 on PATs. And Evan McPherson was 46 of 48. Um, so I do not think there's going to miss a PAT. Who's the first team to punt, L.A. or Cincinnati? I'm going to go Cincinnati on this Same. one. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think L.A. jumps out to an early lead. I think maybe Cincinnati struggles a bit. Um, I do have the Bengals winning, but I do think they're also the first team to punt. How many players will have a passing attempt? So they're basically saying, is anyone besides Stafford and Burrow going to throw a pass? Could it be a backup quarterback oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah, an injury, yeah, or could it be a running back receiver? Yeah, I was thinking like two and a half I was thinking like per team and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, Oh, definitely like three, like three people. Um, I do think I'm going to take the over though. I do think that we could see a pass. I, you could see a fake punt. You could see, could we see like chase to burrow, like a throwback of some sort. I don't think you're getting that. I don't think you're getting Odell to Stafford, Um, but I could see Odell has done it, but I could see Odell, to cut oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that. And isn't Odell left-handed too? So like he runs Is opposite. He I think, yeah, because I remember he hit that one against Dallas when he was playing for the Browns last year, I think. Mm. Um yeah. So will a touchdown be overturned by replay? I yes. say no. No. Um I do not think that's going to be ha- going to happen. <laughs> for my love of sin. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um uh, will either team attempt a two point conversion? 
I want to say no. I, I I hope not because if I they hope do, the I Bengals feel like it'll win be a on team. a two point conversion. Oh they're gosh, tied. No. They score no, no, on the no, no. last play no, no, of the no, no. game. Yeah, and they, they're down one, and they go right, for and it yeah, they of, go. Like, it up. Could you imagine? Oh, does imagine, Zach Taylor have? Imagine if they don't make it, brass. Oh my gosh. Woo, that would be something. Uh, I'm the, no, the not just not just two point conversion. You fake. You fake, you fake it from the, from the further back distance. No one would ever expect it. Oh my god! Could you imagine? Oh, will there be an onside kick attempt in the game? I'm. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say no because I think the Bengals take the lead late and they kick it off. Okay, so I had the Bengals as the last team scoring, and I think they're oh, gonna so then score they would, to cut it, and, and then they will attempt the onside kick, but not get they're it. They're gonna cut it to like seven or something yeah. like that. Um, so will a special teams or defensive touchdown be scored? <sighs> I I want to say no. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Like I I think it's a possibility, but like it's, it's hard to do. It is hard to do, and uh, I don't. Do they mention the Rams here? The Bengals only have two return touchdowns this season. Uh, the Rams also have two. So, can you imagine Nick Scott got one? Man? Cool. That would be pretty cool. So, I'm going to say no to uh, special teams or defensive or, touchdown. Here we go. I don't even know. He's probably not even in on those. But like Grant Haley picks up a block field goal and runs it back for a touchdown. Like, can you imagine? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Wow, that would be something. That would be something. All right, here we go. Some player props. Passing yards, Burrow or Stafford? More? I'm going to say... I'm going to say Burrow. I want to say Burrow. because If they're playing from behind, especially as the game goes on. But honestly, I think if Cincinnati does win this game, I think Mixon has to have a lot yeah, of ground yards. So I almost think it might be Stafford. It might be Stafford. Of course, I also said that maybe Cam Akers is the you know long shot for MVP. Uh, I want to say Burrow, but I am going to go Matthew Stafford. I'm going to go with Burrow on this one. All right, Stafford and Burrow over four and a half combined passing touchdowns. I'll go over. So one gets three, one gets two, or or four to one, which that would make that probably would, for a boring game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say over. I think. Uh, I think we see at least a three and two, and I'd prefer to see like a four and a three. I think that would be fun. Five and four. <laughs> Screw it. Seven and six. <laughs> uh, most receiving yards, Chase or Cup? If they hit seven and six, there goes our uh, there goes our there under. goes the under. Yeah. <laughs> Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup? Who has more receiving yards? It's tough for me to to pick this one because both teams have a lot of options, a lot yeah. of good, talented options. I feel like Cup gets more catches, but I think Chase has more yards. Okay. Yeah, I, I can go with that. Yeah. All right. Here's the fun next one. Cup, Chase, Higgins, and Beckham each have over 49 and a half receiving no. yards. No. Because, like, easily one of those guys could have, like, three catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. Not each. But, like, and that's that's a solid game. But that would still be the under here. So, like, I, I don't think so. I'm going to say yes. Oh, I'm, my I'm gosh. Say, that, I'm going to say that would they be do. fun. Because I think, I think Cup, I think Chase goes gets close to, if not over 100. I think Cup is in the 80s. But I think Higgins and Higgins and Beckham, I think, are in the 50 to 60 range. Okay. So, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say yes. 
Uh, so they're they're going they're they're going over forty nine and a half. All four of them individually have to go over forty nine and a half. So hopefully my uncle is writing all these down because yeah. otherwise I have to go back and listen to this episode again. And you know, um, most rushing yards: Joe Mixon or Cam Akers. I'm gonna say Mixon because I feel like he is the one feature back for the yeah, Bengals, and the the Rams tend to rotate yeah. through their group of guys. Um, they have what Daryl Henderson and Sony M- Michelle too. Yeah, uh, yeah, Henderson's back, right? I think so. Um, but even not Sony Michelle. But even so, I, I don't think you know unless Cam Akers gets hot and is in the running for MVP because he's running right. so well. I I would favor Mixon here to get yeah. the most rushing yards. Do but Mixon- even then, if 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 he is, if Akers is in the spot for like MVP, like I think Burrow's going to need to be throwing more. Right. So like, I think it yeah. plays into each other. Do Mixon or Akers have a hundred yards rushing? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no too. Again, I think they'd have a good game. I don't think they get to a hundred. Right. If either. Here we go. I know this isn't one of the things, but if one of them does, I think their team wins. Like if Akers runs for over a hundred yards, I think the Rams win. If Mixon runs, I think Mixon needs to be over like 125 for them to win. Like, you know what I mean? Man, that would be that would be tough against that. I agree. Front. I agree. This one I think is easy. Total sacks in the game over four and a half or under four and a half. I'm going over. I'm going over with the too. way Burrow got sacked nine times right. against the Titans. With the, the way Titan. Burrow gets sacked and with how immobile Matthew Stafford is, like I think it, I, I, yeah. I this I you could see I think six, seven, eight sacks in this game. Yeah, I, I really believe that. Um, I'm not interested in interceptions. I like the one that was like, was this total sacks or just, or just bangle sacks? <laughs> um, oh, okay. Here's a, here's a couple of fun ones to end on cross sport props, which will be higher Cooper cup, total receptions or USA gold medals at the 2022 winter Olympic games. I have to go USA golds here. I'll go with golds. Cooper cup is, uh, like to be honest, I have no idea how many gold medals like we typically get. Wow! So the U.S. is pegged for only upper single digits in gold this year. Really, that surprises me. That surprises doesn't me. at the at it doesn't really surprise me at the Winter Olympics because well they were talking about how like I think it was like women's figure skating like. They basically said like anything other than Russia one two three is like a massive like upset. Well, there's this like, fifteen year old like prodigy like generational or multi generational. They were talent. also talking, I guess, I guess four years ago, like triple triples like won it, and now like everyone in the That's field, ho-hum. everyone in the field can do it. Can do multiple quads. Oh, like nice. yeah, there was some something absurd like that. Like again, using terminology that I don't really I mean, I understand that triple means three and quad means four, but like I don't oh, is that really what that know means? like what they're referring to other than spinning lots. Um so and so well I I still I think I Cup's st- gonna be like six for eighty for and a touchdown, and I think the US is gonna get at least eight or nine golds. So I'm gonna say USA golds. Okay. Let's go with USA golds. And right. I hope Cup has like twelve receptions and I hope and, I was and, still oh, right. I, right. I hope we, that's right. If if Cup ends up with double digit receptions. Yeah, Fifteen receptions. I hope the USA for golds three hundred yards and 
we're still right. Uh, which will be higher? Bengals total touchdowns. Yellow. Oh, I don't care about this one whatsoever. Yellow cards and Leicester. Oh, Bengals versus Bengals West Ham United. Bengals touchdowns. Um, no, nah, I don't care. Some of these I just don't care. What about. was that last one? I didn't even. It see was it. Uh, Jason Tatum three point field goal against the Hawks. <laughs> I just don't care. Um, <laughs> Acres and Mixon combined total rushing yards. Versus the winning time in seconds at the 2022 Kentucky you gotta, Derby. You got to wait. You got to wait. You got to wait three months to, yeah, to, cash to figure out. Um, this is a funky one. Uh, so the fastest ever time for obviously was Secretariat, which was just under two minutes. So 119. Oh, they're going over 119. Well, that's the fastest though. Yeah. Two minutes and a little change. So we're talking 120 yards. Mm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Acres and mix in combined total. Yeah, so. I. I'm honestly. I'm surprised. The horse. They give the horses better odds to combine for two minutes and change. 120 yards. 120 seconds. Well, no, the plus 110 would be they're slightly underdogs. Oh, I'm saying the guys from Football Outsiders oh, are oh, both oh, going oh. with the horses. I shouldn't. I, I, I phrased yeah, that incorrectly. But I think they picked. They picked passes for like they think they did. Gonna they think it's going to be all pass. Game. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Um, total goals in the NHL on February 13th or first half total points in the Super Bowl. See, I don't know how many games they're playing. So does, does that even, do they even bring that in here? Uh, it's tough. That's a tough one. one. Two, oh, it lists three, here. Four, one, two, four. Oh, games there's only ahead. four games. Oof. Yeah. I'm going with the first half points. Yeah, I would as well. I would go with the NFL here. Because think they they predict 25. If there's 25 over those four 25 goals over four games, that's a decent amount of scoring in hockey. And like that would be yeah. You know, yeah, that that's not All right, I'm taking the first we half. We got to wrap it up with a few of these exotic props that we've talked about in years past. So one, how long will the national anthem take? So that it's at 1 minute and 27 seconds. Is uh is the time that they're putting here? Um, they the guys here, Brian and Andrew from Football Outsiders, both went with the over. And if it was up in the one forties, I was going to take the under. But one twenty seven seems pretty quick for a a mainstream huge event like this. I'm going to say over as well. I think we're looking yeah, at I'm, I'm going uh, like in the one one thirties or so. Yeah. What did they What did they say? A sub ninety second anthem would be absolutely stunning. <laughs> he said, "If they added an extra twenty seven second, I'd still be taking the over." So yeah, they're looking at closer to two minutes. Um, oh, I'm getting some texts here. My uncle is watching, so let's uh, get caught up on his uh, his text shenanigans here. Uh, he said he once won a football card by picking ten correct props for ten dollars, but had to share with four other guys. Still a nice five hundred dollar win. That is nice. Yeah. Uh, as long as the final score ends in Rams one, Bengals eight. I don't care who wins, but he's rooting for Stafford. So he's in the, the Hollywood Super Bowl squares game. Um, Rams one, Bengals eight. Hey, 28-21. But that would that would smash our, our over-under. <laughs> um, he said, too much to write down. You'll have to rewatch the show. Oh, thanks a lot, man. I was looking for our historian here to, to have my back on this. All right. The last ones before we wrap it up. Um, um, <laughs> which song will Eminem perform first at halftime? 
Oh boy. Um, I think real slim shady. <laughs> you think real slim shady? Yeah. Or lose yourself. I was gonna. I was favoring lose yourself. I don't think he's gonna perform Stan. No. Um. I don't know, but I don't. I, think I so. do. Yeah. I, I honestly, the other four are. I would think would be great. My for name him is, to do. is yeah. fine. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna obviously they have to edit them. I'm, I'm sure they had to go through a lot of of, of uh, gonna be, legalese. They're gonna, bump, they're gonna bump the like the buffer time up to like the fifteen seconds, like, thirty seconds. Yeah. Like, um, oh man. So which one are you? What is your final decision on the? M&M's you know what? I'm gonna song? go. My name is. All right, I'll go with the real Slim Shady then. But any of those first four, um, I think make a lot of sense. I for mean, him to- I feel like you will hear "Lose Yourself" in like pregame stuff because right. he's performing, which know. means he wouldn't perform at a halftime. Right, I think right, though. Right. So uh, yeah, I think um, yeah, I think my name is in real Slim Shady are, would be my two favorite ones because I think "Lose Yourself" will be used leading up to it. Um. <laughs> Um, will a brand new song be featured I want to say no I don't don't, think yeah I don't think it's a great that doesn't mean it's a song I know but brand new I don't think so Uh, okay what color will the first liquid be poured on the game winning coach I'm going with yellow so Rams Bengals I'm going yellow I think the Rams win and it's going to be yellow I'm going to go orange I think the the Bengals are drinking that orange uh Orange Gatorade or whatever it is, Propel or whoever has the license. Nice. Probably, I'm sure it's probably Gatorade. So I'm going to go with Orange. Um, who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? Um, teammates. Yeah, that's the the odds-on favorite. It's at minus 125. I think because it's going to be because I think it's going to be Cincinnati. I'll go with the city. Okay. I think they're going to he's going to call out yeah. first Super Bowl ever for the, right. for the city of Cincinnati. I think he brings that up. Teammates coach I think are going to be right there behind um and the family too. Like those are all really yeah. good ones. But usually the MVP I feel like they want to they want to mention I feel like if it's Joe Burrow he's going to want to mention oh, the city of Cincinnati. Like I just feel like Oh, here they both actually. They both. I didn't even read it. They both went with City yeah. here. Brian and Andrew uh, from football. Outsiders. Well, and it would make sense because if they win in LA. Oh right, like, yeah. I didn't even. Th- yeah, right. of course. I wasn't even thinking of that angle. I think it, either team winning here. I think City, City is is, City is my is favorite. Yeah, I think that's a good one. So that's a good one to wrap up on. Super Bowl Fifty Six is in Los Angeles. A week from tonight will be. Um, probably deep into the third quarter at this point. Maybe even in the fourth quarter. And I, I just hope it's a good game. Hope it's played well. Hope it's officiated well. And I hope um, there, there are no injuries. I don't ever want to see anything like that happen no. uh, at this stage of the game, at this juncture. You know, we saw it already in, in the Olympics. I don't want to see it in football. When I get to the off season, where all of our teams, everyone talking here and listening out there, all our teams most likely, um, well, we get to say we're zero and zero on Valentine's Day. Um, a week from tomorrow because we'll be on to the 2022 regular season and Justin and I will have a very early look at that, I'm sure, on episode 350 in two weeks. We're, we're off next Sunday, as we always are, to watch the Super Bowl, but we'll be back a week later to recap the Super Bowl and give our early look at the 2022 season. Um, 
the week after that, so three weeks from now, Justin and I will be doing a show, but it will be Bulldog Hour. It will be our first episode for Season 8 of the Bulldog Hour, and we're actually going to be joined by Jim Berkman from Spotlight on Burke Sports. We'll talk about our Wilson football stuff, schedule, um, new classifications, things like that, and then talk to Jim about some of the winter sports around Berks County and how the Wilson winter sports teams have done to date. At that point, three weeks from now, a uh, majority of the winter sports will have been done or wrapping up or deep into playoffs. Uh, you know, the Berks County basketball playoffs will be over. They'll be working their way through districts at that point. I believe swimming and diving, other than maybe states, I think, are finished by then. Yeah, I, I know the, the state, schedule gets weird for yeah. them, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be a lot to talk about on Bulldog Hour in three weeks. But again, episode 350 of this show, our Super Bowl 56 recap, will be in two weeks. Um, and much to the chagrin of my dad and uncle, um, once March gets here and we kick off episode 351 of the show, we will be back on our NCAA football gaming uh, seasons, which it feels like we didn't do that all that long ago. But the last time we did that was July, I guess, yeah, June or July. Yeah. So it's, it has been a while. Justin and I will be kicking off year three with the Florida Atlantic Owls. And see what we can do. Time to dominate. Yeah, we need to get to that national championship game. That's yeah, the big one. I'm going to be rusty. I haven't played. <laughs> I, no, I, I haven't since junior July. I have not played in a long time either. Probably since August is probably yeah. my last time I played. Like before, once football started, I kind of forgot about it. I didn't have time, and I haven't picked it back up since. So that is probably something I need to do in the coming weeks to knock the rust off and get used to playing that game again. Uh, but we got another month to go until that happens. Super Bowl next week, recap two weeks later, Bulldog Hour three weeks, and then the gaming will start again. But we always talk sports while we're doing it, so we're hoping you'll still join us to uh, watch and listen, and we'll talk about uh, whatever, probably football. I mean, that's probably usually what we end up. I mean, who knows if baseball will even have started by then. (sighs) Yeah. So... Yeah, maybe we can have Rob Manfred on because he doesn't do anything. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, good times, good good times. I mean, the Flyers are awful too, so it's not like we have hockey. To oh, pay oh yeah, so to. Claude Drew wins. Yeah, NHL hockey All Star game, game MVP. Yeah. Which, by the way, I feel like this was understated. How cool was it? I know the Pro Bowl is is a joke, but that. Both had their all-star festivities in Vegas in, on the same weekend. I know. How crazy was that? I would have loved to have been there to go to that. Right. Like, I mean, I don't I don't care about the all-star game or the Pro Bowl. It would be a cool thing no, to like, but it would be, be yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's awesome. Yeah, um, that is really but cool. I, I, I've reached the point where I'm like, the Flyers don't deserve Claude Giroux. No, like, like he needs to move on. Right. Like, And I don't know if he wants to, but like, they deserve to let him go where he wants to go. Vegas like, should host the NBA – NHL and NFL All Star Games in Vegas every every year. So here you Have go, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, go. or something and, like and that. And do it. Oh my gosh! Like this would this would be kind of cool. So hear me out. It, it wouldn't work. It would have worked this year. This year would have been a perfect time to do it. Put the the Pro Bowl again the week after the Super Bowl because that's President's Day weekend, which is when the All Star break is uh, for yes. the six or for the Sixers. Well, yes, but also for the NBA. But then NHL, if they would have given them the the Olympic break let him come back for the All Star stuff to kind of like ease back into it and then go back to your team you know like I know that's a logistics nightmare like planning around the Olympics and stuff but like it just would have been cool 
like yeah all three of them there oh man that, that would, be, would be a heck of a weekend wow yeah Whew. that would have been a good one yeah I, that is cool that both NHL and NFL were there the same weekend though that's someone had a good time <laughs> someone had a real yes. good time yeah. so but um I think that's about it um trying to feel like if there's anything I want to mention um well we won't be on the air next week so we'll get this out there now um rather than do it before than after um happy early birthday to my uncle rich who will be yeah. celebrating uh in about a week and a half on the 15th correct and then yeah, and then two weeks from now. So I remember that because same as my sisters. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. right, right, yeah. So oh, happy early birthday to Andrea as well. And um, less than two two weeks now, two weeks from now, when we're back on the show, week after the Super Bowl, um, I will have seen my uh, my uncle and all the family from New England as we will be celebrating uh, May Sandwich Shop's seventy fifth anniversary oh. uh, on Saturday, February nineteenth. From 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and we will, among other things, be selling ham and Italian small subs for 75 cents while supplies last. My dad was like, you need to start like putting that places because I feel like we might run out. Um, we 10 years ago, we did this for the 65th. It was, it, it was very well received. We had a lot of fun. Um, we sold close to 800 sandwiches that day just of the, the ham and the Italian, and I, I, think, I think we could – could break that and uh, we only could only get so much product in for that day right. so it is while supplies last but we look forward to celebrating with the west lawn community and all of our uh, loyal customers over the year and hopefully uh, anyone out there watching or listening uh, stops by not this coming saturday the following saturday february 19th from 10 to 2 at may sandwich shop in west lawn and you can stop by and see my my uncle, the famous Uncle Rich yeah. from uh, the Joe Mays and J Raff show. We should, so. we should get him a shirt with historian on the back. Like, is that a staff? You know, just... right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, we'll be there. Most of us will have yellow May shirts on, and those special few that bought the Mays hockey jerseys will be sporting those as well throughout the day. Uh, so it should be a fun fun time uh, to to hang out and uh, celebrate seventy five years. So. Uh, I think that's it, though. Anything else from you, Justin? Um, I don't think so. Big win for uh, Penn State. Um, yeah, Penn wrestling. State wrestling. And and also, one of the craziest endings to a basketball game you'll ever see, the Wilson yeah. game yesterday. Um, oh, that was crazy. That I got crazy. to see Aiden today at second grade basketball. Oh, uh, did the you? high school kids help out and, uh, you know, give him a hard time. Like, and he, he said it, and this is what I texted his dad, too. Um, but he was like, it's going to be the best missed foul shot I ever have in my life. I'm like, yes. yes it will. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's, it was just cool. There, I think they were in shock. Like, I mean, their yeah. momentum or not, their, I thought, their adrenaline right. was carrying them and they absolutely took I, over I think, in overtime. And, and Mike, Mike mentioned, Mike Drago mentioned that in his article. Just like, um, Metacton seemed shell shocked. They wouldn't be like, denied. Like, they just seemed like, oh, my gosh. I know there was a segment happened. of Mithacton fans that said that Cam's shot shouldn't have counted because it left his hand at zero. But if you watch the video and you can scrub through it, it's out of his hands. You can see space between the ball and his hands as the point one is changing to point zero. So it was launched. Right. It was a good shot. Um, Here's an idea. Crazy. Make a foul shot. Like right, if, yeah. They were missed they over three. Seven? They missed three, but they were all front ends of one and one in the fourth quarter. Like, this is separate from that. I keep score for other ones, and I'm always like, 
I feel like a missed front end of a one on one should count as two missed foul shots because you, you missed you out missed the on second one, yeah. Um, but you know, yeah. But yeah, the fact I, that it was eighteen and one coming into yeah. that game, the best yeah. team in District One. Yeah. And District Wilson, One who takes thirty some teams into their district playoffs because there's so many so big, like so big, big schools. Right. Uh, and they're a really good team. Like that's that's the best team Wilson's beat all year. Well, and Wilson's been haunted by their own free throw issues. Now this was at the be- more the beginning yes. of the season, beginning of twenty twenty two, when they had that 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 loss to Exeter. I yep. know that was a, yep. a rough one, but it was great to see um, them do that. And well, yep. what an end of the game that was. Um, last thing I know, we keep drawing this out. Um, but another positive for Penn State football, local yes. product, four-star offensive lineman, the number two rated prospect in Pennsylvania for the class of 2023, Javen Williams from Why Missing Offensive Lineman, just committed to Penn State uh, yesterday, yeah. which is awesome. There's and Penn State uh, two top 100 linemen next, for next year's class. Yeah, Birch Myers, the other. And um, friend of the show and one-time supporter of the show, Bruce Badgley, yeah. said someone's going to have to get a Penn State – to Ber- or Burke's to Penn State shuttle going because yeah. you got Nick Singleton already up there. And now the next class you'll have Joey Schlaufer and uh, Javen Williams going up there. And that's not even to mention all the run-on guys that are already on the right, team, right. including Wilson's Caleb Brown. Right. Uh, and then you have uh, Trace Brown, which I believe is his cousin. It is. Joining it is. him next yeah. year as a run-on. Yep. Uh, and Grayson Klein is still up there um, yeah. at Wilson Connections. Yep. Um you know, Justin Weller has decided to move on after playing for five years at Penn right. State already. And getting like two degrees already. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a great, great Wilson – or excuse me, Berks County to Penn State connection going on with the football program right now, which I'm all here for. You know, we don't – we're not going to cheer for Mifflin Exeter. Well, no. we're not going to play Y Missing ever anyways. Right. But we're not cheering for them when they're playing the Bulldogs. But if you want to go play for Penn State, I'll cheer for you. Well, we said we I'm said about Singleton on the yeah. – like, like as, as soon as, as we were done, game's yeah. done. Like, look, I hope he does fantastic things from here on out. Yes, that that would be great. So, um, and, and I had Coach Steve O'Neill on the show a few, yeah. uh, last month, about five six weeks ago, when uh, Justin wasn't around, and uh, he was deep in the recruiting process for Javen. And uh, I never, you know, I didn't want to pry or anything with either Steve or or you don't want to or the athlete, want to. <laughs> but I was just kind of like. Does Penn State have a chance here? Right, like, right. It, and and um, uh, Drago has a great article about the commitment and talk to Javen. He just he kind of wanted to have it over, and Penn State felt like the right fit um, for a variety of reasons. But geography is one of them. He wants to be able to have friends and family come and watch him play in an easy, quick fashion, and he also wants to be able to come home on the weekends too, when when that's a um, an opportunity for him. So. It seems to have worked out. I hope those commitment sticks. I would love to be able to get back to a Penn State game and see all that that Berks County flavor on the roster, yeah. especially with some of these big names that could step in right. to play soon. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think that is finally it. We're going to head out of here. We'll be back in two weeks' time, episode 350 on February 20th. Enjoy Super Bowl 56, Rams, Bengals in one week from now. Until next time, for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. Woo-hoo! 
You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time.